2: This is the Tom Hartman Program. Supreme Court essentially legalized school prayer. We'll see where this goes and how broad they try to take it because we're just getting the ruling. This is Kennedy versus Bremerton School District, and the ruling just came down. This was a coach, The Kennedy was a coach, who was going out on the 50-yard line and praying with the students from this school and sometimes parents would join him over the course of a year or two or three it had turned into a really big event and the kids on the team were complaining or some of the kids on the team were complaining that they felt that if they didn't show up for the prayer they would be ostracized in other words there was both peer pressure and coach pressure on them to participate in a prayer that they really didn't want to have anything to do with several lower courts said no no there's this wall of separation between church and state And this school is funded with federal dollars and state dollars, state dollars, basically. And therefore, you can't do these prayers. And the Supreme Court said, nope, this is a six to three ruling, overturned it. Obviously, the three were the Democratic nominees to the court, the six were the Republican nominees to the court. Over at rawstory.com, they note the appeals court found that Kennedy had never been disciplined for offering private prayers. But instead prayed out loud in the middle of the football field after one game surrounded by parents, players, and members of the opposing team, as well as a local politician and reporters, after his intent to pray was broadcast through local news and social media. But when they laid it out before the Supreme Court, well, actually one of the judges in the Ninth Circuit where, it, you know, where they turned him down, said that he offered a, quote, deceitful narrative, the coach. Oh, it's just a little prayer, and they can join in if they want or they don't want. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that wasn't it. It was an event. It was an absolute event. Over at Democratic Underground, Nance Greggs posts some really great stuff. And this one's titled, Who? It's up right now. Nance Greggs is talking about, well, you know, people choose not to bring a child into the world, to choose to have an abortion or use birth control or whatever. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but here's a new list. And I'm quoting from Nance Gregg's uh, post at democraticunderground.com. Who wants to raise a child in a country overrun with racists and bigots? Who wants to raise a child in a nation that elects the stupid and downright insane to govern them? Who wants to bring a child into a world where even if they survive a school massacre by a crazed gunman, they might not survive a world that climate change deniers will eventually render uninhabitable? Who wants to give birth to a female child who comes into the world as a second-class citizen with no rights over her own body? Who wants to raise an American citizen who is subject to having their rights taken away by a Supreme Court comprised of religious whack jobs and drunken sex offenders? Oh, and, and let's not forget a handmaid, a real handmaid. Who wants to bring a child into a country where a president can attempt to overthrow the government and is still free to try it again? And then they go on to say at the same time the GOP tries to make abortion illegal, they are demonstrating why it might be a preferable option to giving birth. You know, it's kind of a sad and somewhat cynical perspective, but can you disagree with it? I mean, you know, maybe the bringing the child into the world part, but but all the points here, this is what America has become. And it's become this in large part because of one of the largest and most well-funded groups, Republican groups, that's out there now working to make the Roe decision even worse. This is a group that literally takes tens of millions of dollars in dark money, in money that you and I have no idea who it is, millions and millions of dollars, to put people on the court, to push decisions to the court, to get decisions out of the court. Basically, the Supreme Court has become the spawn of this group. The uh, law is going after free speech on abortion, and it could put journalists on the line of fire. In 1964, there was a Supreme Court decision called Times v. Sullivan, New York Times v. Sullivan, in which, uh, you know, this guy had sued the New York Times for defamation, and the Supreme Court said, no, it's a newspaper. You can't sue newspapers for printing things unless you can prove that they intended to hurt you and so this guy uh well this guy it's coral ridge ministries media and they've been suing the southern poverty law center for years for defamation they've lost over and over and over and over again in lower courts and the supreme court today said no we're not going to hear the case either but clarence thomas issued essentially a dissent to the decision not to hear the case saying no wait a minute we want to be able to sue newspapers and talk show hosts and television programs So keep an eye on this. My piece over at HartmanReport.com is titled, The SCOTUS Abortion Ruling Highlights the Dire Loss of Democracy in America. This is pretty important stuff. To start out, across America right now, women and girls are deleting period tracking apps from their smartphones out of the fear that police or bounty hunter vigilantes from red states can use that data to pinpoint people either getting abortions or who are having, shall we say, suspicious miscarriages. But that's not gonna be enough. Donald Trump and Ajit Pai, when Donald Trump made Ajit Pai the head of the FCC, he was a lawyer for Verizon, he'd been on the FCC before, but he made him the chairman. And they ended net neutrality. Now most people, net neutrality sounds like meaningless. Really what it was was net privacy. So now, under the law, and by the way, the United States is the only country in the world where this is the case. Every other country in the world says your Internet service provider, the company that brings the Internet into your house, may not spy on you. But here in the United States, your Internet service provider, the company that's bringing the Internet into your home, can read every one of your emails, can see every website you visit, can see which pictures you look at, can see basically everything you do on the Internet. And not only can they see that, they can record that and they can sell that information. And they do. So how do we get here? Well, by a six to three decision, the court ruled that the FCC could uh, open the floodgates to tracking us. And of course, Trump and the FCC. Most Americans think their data is anonymized. It's not. As I said, this is a felony in every other state. You think this is not happening? Remember Monsignor Jeffrey Burrill? Last year, this guy who was the chair, he's a Wisconsin Catholic priest, he was the general secretary of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, got outed and quit his job because somebody had bought information from a data broker that showed where his phone was and that he was using Grindr, a gay dating app, and he was hooking up with gay prostitutes. And he's gone now. That same information is still available out there. It's being bought and sold every literally a million transactions every day. And it could just as easily be directed toward women and their menstrual periods, as it was to this uh, Catholic priest and, and his uh, gay sex fixation or whatever. So what do we do about this? Well, first of all, let's define the problem, how we got here. The Senate is not democratic. There are 21 states that have 42 senators that when you add them all together, their populations of all 21 of these states... Wyoming, Alaska, Vermont, North Dakota, South Dakota, Delaware, Montana, Rhode Island, Maine, Utah, Iowa, Nevada, Arkansas, Mississippi, Kansas, New Mexico, Nebraska, Iowa, excuse me, Idaho, Hawaii, West Virginia, New Hampshire. Add them all together, and their population is still smaller than that of California. But they have 42 senators, and California has two. The last time a majority of americans voted to put republicans in charge of the united states senate was 1996 right now the republicans the 50 republicans in the u.s senate represent 43 million fewer americans than do the 50 democrats so number one the problem the senate number two the presidency we've had four presidents in this century george w bush obama trump and biden both of the republican presidents both w bush and trump lost their elections w bush by a half million votes trump by three million votes yet they were both put into the white house by the by the uh, by this arcane thing called the electoral college and the result of the electoral college is that all of the focus for advertising and electioneering around presidential elections every year is on these so-called swing states Five, six, seven states determine the fate of America, and the rest of America gets ignored. Nobody even bothers to campaign in California. They know how it's going to turn out, or Louisiana. It's the so called swing states. So we've got a problem there with the Electoral College, and also we've got a problem with the fact that you've got a whole bunch of states Wisconsin, Michigan, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, and Kentucky, for example. Where the majority of people in those states vote for Democrats, which is why they all have Democratic governors, and yet their House and Senate are both controlled by Republicans. Well, why is that, even though a majority of people voted for Democrats? Because of gerrymandering. Again, gerrymandering is illegal in every other developed country in the world except Hungary, where Viktor Orban put it into place a couple of years ago in anticipation of his re-election run this last year. So he's now got a permanent presidency because of gerrymandering in, in Hungary. And, and by the way, all the Republicans say, oh, yeah, Hungary, that's our model. That's, that's what we all want to be like. And then, of course, you've got the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court seized for itself in 1803 in the Marbury decision, the power to strike down laws. It's nowhere in the Constitution. They only did it a couple of times in the first century of America. They did it once in 1803 with Marbury. They did it once in 1856 with Dred Scott. And it wasn't until the 1880s that they started doing it on a regular basis. And now it's all they do is strike down laws and take back constitutional rights. Nowhere in the Constitution do they have this power. Thomas Jefferson, President Thomas Jefferson, spoke out against this loudly. His quotes are in my articles, as did President Abraham Lincoln, a Democrat and a Republican. So what do we do about this? Number one, we need to end the filibuster. And we need to pass legislation putting into law the rights defined by the Lawrence decision, the Brown decision, the Roe decision, and the Griswold decisions. They struck down Roe. They're coming for Lawrence, Brown, and Griswold. Oh, and Obergefell. I got to add that in. Obergefell as well. Number two, we need to add Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico as states, giving us four more Democratic-leaning senators. Number three, we need to expand the size of the Supreme Court to 15 justices, pass a code of ethics binding on members of the court, and initiate two term limits. Number four, we need to end the Electoral College, through the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. If your state has not joined that, go to nationalpopularvote.com and check it out. Number five, we need to pass the For the People Act to end gerrymandering, voter suppression, political bribery, and the power of big bunny in politics. And finally, we need to restore net neutrality to our internet companies so that they can no longer legally spy on us with every keystroke and then sell your, your menstrual information. And none of these things are impossible, by the way. If Republicans were in, this, in the same situation Democrats are right now, they would have done all of these things. Chuck Schumer needs to grow a spine, and we need to turn out in massive numbers this November to add a couple more Democrats to the United States Senate and to hold the House, and to take back state houses all over the country. If we don't do this, we are toast. It's that straightforward. Well, if legislation being proposed by the National Right to Life Committee is passed, you might be seeing me going to jail. Wouldn't that be entertaining? Well, I, I don't think so, frankly. They are pushing model legislation. I don't know if ALEC has picked this up yet, but <laughs> they probably will. NRLC, the National Right to Life Committee, the kind of you know anti-abortion central here in the United States, is pushing a law that would criminalize... Quote, hosting or maintaining a website or providing Internet service that encourages or facilitates efforts to obtain an illegal abortion. So now it goes beyond just websites. It also includes newspapers and publications and media and things like that. And that's just you know one phrase from the law, but it's, it's one that kind of clar- clarifies exactly what I'm talking about. So under this law, if this law was passed at the federal level, or even in any state where I'm on the air, which is every state now, given the Internet. I mean, even uh, we don't have a radio station in Wyoming, but certainly you can get us in Wyoming on Sirius XM. You can get us in Wyoming on Free Speech TV, on Dish Network, Free Speech TV on DirecTV, through TuneIn, your smartphone. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of... We're, we're in every state. And if a state was to pass a law saying that it was illegal to, quote, encourage or facilitate efforts to obtain an illegal abortion. And I went on the air and said, oh, gee, look at this. There's a fund here at XYZ website where you can donate money to help women flee states where abortion is criminalized and go to states where it's legal if they need an abortion. If I said that on the air, which I may well be inclined to do, I could go to jail. This is how radical these people are. And frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if the Supreme Court backed them up, if the six whack jobs on the Supreme Court, these six Republicans on the Supreme Court went along with it. There's a, a lengthy article about this over at Daily Kos by uh, Ashton Lettimore for PRISM. It's, it's I guess this was originally published over at PRISM. And uh, Ashton writes, and the First Amendment may not offer much refuge. That would be, you know, the First Amendment that protects free speech and protects journalism. The legislation prohibits, quote, encouraging abortion access, end quote, which could mean anything, virtually anything. And that's by design. With laws like these, both the cruelty and the vagueness are the point conservatives have used precisely the same playbook with the don't say gay laws and the so-called anti-crt legislation and the result is that a vast amount of speech is chilled without the state ever having to lift a finger for enforcement all across red states around the united states particularly in florida and texas right now you've got teachers who are afraid to teach parts of american history for fear of being accused of promoting critical race theory schools that are wary of what they can talk about. You've got teachers who are afraid to use the word gay. One of the kids, you know, oh, Jimmy's got two dads. Oh, we can't talk about that. So even though Florida has not prosecuted anybody, Under under their anti-CRT laws, or their anti, or their "Don't Say Gay" bill, they haven't prosecuted anybody because everybody just shut up. This is what happens: the velvet glove over the iron fist. of church and state when religion conspires with political power and political power is the only thing in the United States that holds at its disposal the ability to take your life or to end your life as a free person and have you spend the rest of your life behind bars in a cage only government can do that. And now we, what we are watching in real time as we've got six Catholic whack jobs on the U.S. Supreme Court imposing, basically trying to take us back to the days when the Catholic Church ran Europe. And make no mistake, you know, there's big money coming out of the Catholic Church on this. Now, I know every time I say this, somebody will send me an email or tweet at me, oh, you're being anti-Catholic. I am not anti-Catholic. I'm you know, i I'm I'm a fan of religion. I realize a lot of my listeners and viewers are atheists and agnostics. I'm not. And I think that there's a lot of value in a religion, and I, I think the Catholic Church does a lot of good in the world. I was honored to be invited for a private audience with Pope John Paul II, and, and, you know, they flew us over to Italy, and, well, we flew us over to Italy. They, you know, they put us up there. You know, we were there for a, well, I don't need to go through the whole thing, but, you know, I'm not anti-Catholic. What I am anti is any religious organization controlling To the preferences of the religious organization, to the beliefs of the religious organization, over the beliefs of other religious organizations, any government institution. You've got a a Jewish group down in in Florida that is suing about Florida's anti-abortion law, saying abortion is legal in our interpretation of Judaism. Now, it's not true of all Jewish groups, but this one, it certainly is. And they're suing, saying, wait a minute, you're stepping on our, by, by, by putting your religious beliefs into law, you are stepping on our religious beliefs. And now, these same people are trying to put this into law to go after journalists, reporters, talk show hosts, television programs. No more discussion of abortion? Really?
0: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: John in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, John, what's on your mind today?
3: Well, Tom, you know what? Before I get into why I called you, I mean, I think every American needs to ask themselves, why are we continuing living in this country?
2: I mean, it is getting so bad. Because we have so, no choice. I mean, where are you, well, you going to go?
3: <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, we do have a choice. But the thing is, all these other countries that have universal health care, you can't get it unless you somehow prove and you pay part of the system, as you know. Um, but, no, I'm with you, Tom. I totally agree. But, hey, quick question for you. You know, I find it really uh, disturbing that, you know, we have all these different law enforcement, but the way this country is working out, it's just a free-for-all. I mean, it, it just makes no sense to me on how we are so out of control and there's no laws that protects the majority of us. And, and because we are the majority, why are we losing this fight,
2: yeah, well, I mean, you know, and, and the, the, the bizarre kind of whiplash hypocrisy of this. On Thursday, the Supreme Court says states do not have the power to protect their citizens from being shot. Right. You, these seven states, New York and six other states that have gun laws that say that you can't carry a concealed weapon unless you get a permit. and You've got to prove a need for the permit that, that those laws are out out of the books. So so on Thursday, the Supreme Court says states may not um, no longer have the power to protect their citizens. And then on Friday, the Supreme Court said, but states may ban women from getting abortions. So no states' rights on Thursday, pure states' rights on Friday. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, upside down. It's like we've fallen through through Alice's rabbit hole. John, thanks for the call. Doug in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Doug, what's up?
3: you got the most intelligent radio program out there so oh, thank you
2: we work hard at it Yeah,
3: you know, this thing with the coach praying in the middle of the football field i hope and pray even i don't really pray since i'm athe- I'm an atheist but i i just when they have their little celebration because you know they're going to make a big deal about this uh, decision they're going to probably have you know everybody in the stands out the field i love to see you know um, you know people of the muslim religion or any religion off in the corner celebrate their religion and see how these people respond like i'd like to see the church of
2: satan bring their giant statue of behemoth you know with the horns and everything out onto the field and 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 bow down to it yeah exactly really the state is supporting religion really all religions but i'm afraid this is going to really open more floodgates you know as
3: like you know clarence thomas says like oh now we're going to go after contraception and possible gay marriage i'm afraid now these religious people are going to say you need to allow us to put our religious symbols you know like in public places like libraries in the courthouses and everything else and i'm afraid here in wilmington uh last year or two we removed like all the confederate you know the statues and symbols and all that i'm afraid the supreme court might say you can't you know, deny these people with their Second Amendment right and displaying you know, what they believe in. So you got to put those statues back
2: up. Uh, uh, that's that a, might be an extreme. That's that a stretch, extreme, but uh, I you I, know I, I doubt they would use that rationale, Doug. But I'm, I'm guessing they'll figure out some creative way to do it. I mean, you know, yeah. if, if Scalia can can say that you know uh, a well regulated militia being essential to the to the freedom of a free state or the, the security of a free state. Um, can be completely ignored in the Second Amendment, um, then they can do anything. I mean, these guys are absolutely shameless. Doug, right. thank you. Phil in Salinas, California. Hey, Phil, what's on your mind today?
4: What's on my mind is all those people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, every last one of those should lose their right to vote and should be a tremendous fine, all 10,000. And the other thing is, since trump released all the election workers phone numbers to residents we ought to release all the republican justices on the supreme court where they live and
2: just because evil has been done to one person doesn't mean that we should do it to another doxing people is not well, right we shouldn't be doxing I truly, the court members. i think any. all
4: those people on january 6th they need to have some jail time. Everybody that's another, That's of, a di- that different thing. If, if, if,
2: yeah. If if anybody participated in attacking the police or entering the Capitol building on January sixth, absolutely they should be prosecuted. But I
4: think past the first barricade that they tore down, I agree. You know, the bicycle thing. All those people that went past that need to have some kind of fine levied or something.
2: Oh, you know a bunch of them are going to prison. I mean, I believe that there's over 800 prosecutions now.
4: Yeah, but um, there was 10,000 that day there. They need well, to take all 10,000. Know, there were 10,000 who
2: showed up and as to, actually I think the crowd was smaller than that, but there were there were a few thousand who showed up for Trump's rally. About 1,000 ended up at the Capitol building. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't go in. They they knew it wasn't right. We don't know the exact number of people who went in, but I think you know, I think the FBI has that in hand and I think they're doing a pretty good job. Phil, I get your outrage. I absolutely get your outrage. Thank you for sharing it with us. Brad in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hey, Brad, what's up?
5: I'm uh, calling because I I pretty much believe the uh, Christians today, if Christ came back, they would uh, want him hung on a cross. You know, I believe he was pro-choice. If you read his stuff.
2: It it was the ultra-religious of the day who who did, you know, petition Pilate to, to... Crucify him! It, it, you know, it was the—I forget what, what was it was it—Sadducees, Pharisees, whoever it was. It was, it was the, yeah. the ultra religious. Yeah.
5: His teachings—if he—if he saw a woman on the side of the road with two children and she was pregnant, he would not say there was no contraception back then. He wouldn't say you need to carry that to term
2: well, i don't know, you know? I, I don't know that we can say what Jesus would have said two thousand years ago and and I definitely don't think that we should be basing our law on what on on what he might have said or any other religion, frankly. We need to be basing our law in law, James in Los Angeles, hey James, what's up? Hi Tom my um
6: way of putting it is like the thing that got us here is thirty years of Vladimir Putin and Rupert Murdoch working together, fusing the Fox News corporation with russian intelligence to psyop up the american population and that's why a third of a country hates the rest of the country more than they love anything about our country yeah
2: that's if you're I mean. looking for a a hand behind the you know behind the puppet if you're looking for the puppet master i would direct you not to vladimir putin although he helped out tremendously in the 2016 election with donald trump uh, and Trump tried to pay him back by trying to get us out of NATO and withholding military aid from Ukraine and trash-talking U.S. intelligence and shutting down two of our cyber agencies in the last year of his presidency. Trump did everything he could to help Putin. But I think that the bigger uh, uh, agent are these this network of right-wing billionaires who have you know the state policy networks and ALEC and, and all these other programs, and, and they have been pushing and funding... Hardcore right-wing, democracy-hating Republicans for years and years and years, because those those people simply say they will keep taxes low on the billionaires and and deregulate their polluting companies. That's the 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 hand behind the puppet, in my opinion, not Putin. Kevin, although Putin's got his own problems. Kevin in Durham, North Carolina. Hey, Kevin, what's up?
7: Our lieutenant governor here, Mark Robinson, is already sending out emails talking about a nationwide ban. So yeah, they're already going in that direction. Yep. Um, My point, though, is since it's obvious this court is just gonna throw everything back to the states and we don't have leadership that is enthusiastic about getting rid of the filibuster or expanding the court, we really need to focus our time and energy and money into these state races state houses, go back to a 50 state strategy. Stop assuming that we can't win in red states or we can't win in red areas. I agree, Howard so, Dean had a right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got a lot of Democrats here in North Carolina, you've got a lot of Democrats down south, you've got a lot of Democrats in places like Kansas, you know, start pushing your money and resources and support the, the candidates down there, support the Democratic Party in those states, start moving the needle in those states. Yeah. Because that's where the middle is going now until we can get the numbers we need in Congress to pass laws.
2: I completely agree, Kevin. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I spot on. Calvin in, uh, uh, Kansas. Yeah, okay, in Kansas. Hey, go ahead, Calvin. Tough to read here. Hi,
3: you. Tom, how you doing? Good. We could solve this abortion
6: issue real easy. Listen to the people. Eighty nine percent of Americans support abortion in the first trimester. If you go to the second trimester, that support drops to thirty nine percent.
2: Which is Roe v. Wade. I mean, Roe v. Wade basically legalized abortion during the first two trimesters with restrictions in the second trimester.
3: But Casey gutted that. Casey took that
6: out and that was ruled out. 20 years after Roe v. Wade. So yeah,
5: you could you could kind of blame Democrats.
6: I don't think you know, Casey gutted
2: Roe. I thought I thought Casey fine-tuned Roe. Casey, no, it
5: did not. Casey
2: was where he they defined abortion. actually the three trimesters.
3: Exactly. But how many states right now have abortions
6: allowed in the second and third trimesters?
2: California. Oregon. Nobody allows Washington. abortions in the third trimester until unless it's to a, unless it's to save the mother's life. Nobody. I heard, you know, Louise and I tuned into Fox News over the weekend, and two or three different times I heard people say, "Oh yeah, Democrats want abortion right up to the moment of birth." It's a bald face lie. Calvin, thanks for the call. Juanita in Presser, Washington.
8: Hey, you made my point about the Jewish religion. It's the main group of the Jewish religion that believes in abortion It's these little groups that don't right. in a Jewish religion. Right. Um, one other thing. What are they going to do to women who are pregnant or could be pregnant that discover they have cancer?
2: Oh, this has already happened. There, there was, there was a, a story over the weekend about a woman who died... Um, because the hospital uh, postponed her cancer treatment because they were afraid that it would harm her fetus, and uh, you know the cancer got super aggressive and she died.
8: Oh, who's well? Yeah, what do we what do we do? Just let women die?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's crazy. I agree with you, but hey, fetuses are sacred.
8: Do you know? Do you remember the first? A nationalized uh, abortion case? Maybe you don't. The romper room teacher?
2: I don't. The romper room teacher? Miss, uh, oh, what was her name?
8: I forgot her name. Miss Sally?
2: This, no. Something
8: like that. She was on, this was a, a children's program. Right. She found out she was pregnant. The baby was deformed. She had to go to Sweden to get an abortion. Whoa. And it was deformed. It was severely deformed. Right. She lost her job, but I remember that a romper room teacher. That had would have been the choose. what?
2: The late fifties, yeah, early sixties. Because like romper room right. was when I was a little kid, in like in like in the early fifties. And right. I don't think it even survived the rise of of Big Bird. You know, it's
8: no. And it was the beginning of it, but the whole point of it is. She had to leave the U.S. and she ended up losing her job. But I remember that story. I remember the, listening to it. That's amazing. And it did happen. But she had to leave the, leave the country. That's amazing. But but the baby was deformed, severely deformed. Yeah. I. I so what do you do with gen- genetic diseases like tay sac
2: Well, tay sac A lot of people have Tay-Sachs disease, and and you know it, it's. It's difficult and painful, but it's, it, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, this whole issue of abortions for, you know, like the abortions for Down syndrome and things, that, that, that's sketchy territory. I, I think those, there's a legitimate debate to be held there, but I don't want to get into it, <laughs> frankly, right now. Juanita, I got to run, but thank you for the call.
1: be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
2: Michael in Chehalis, Washington. Hey, Michael, what's up?
3: Religion is helping to destroy this country. And if they want to use tax dollars to create their madrasas, these corporate Christians that want to create these charter schools, then by God, they should lose their tax exemption. I agree.
2: Yes, I agree. I, I've been saying for a long time now.
3: Corporate Christians. Trying to dictate law in this country.
2: Yeah, I've been saying for a long time now. Outside of monasteries, I'm a big fan of monasteries. I, you know, I think the monastic life is something that some people are drawn to, and I, I actually, right. You know, okay. I think it actually helps uh, the human race. It helps society. But, but outside of monasteries, I think that churches, you know, they don't have to. They're corporate. If, they're, right, they're and corporate if they don't want to pay taxes, all they have to do is take all the money that they bring in and 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 use it to support poor people. You know, if you if you you don't show a profit, you don't you don't pay taxes. Now I get it that you know they're right now they're they're exempt from paying local taxes, property taxes, and things like that. Faith-based
3: initiative has always been a thorn in my side.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you, Michael. Thank you for the call, Dave in Federal Way, Washington. Hey, Dave, what's up?
6: Hey, not too much, Tom. Yeah, I also wanted to speak on this topic of of religious zealotry. And I think it really is the final ingredient or the final phase to us um, evolving from a police state to a a totally fascist state and, um, frankly, to World War III, because I've I've been witnessing, you know, uh, what I predicted with Russia coming to fruition. And all right. Russia helped us when we occupied Afghanistan. A lot of people forget that or they don't want to think about it. And then um, they helped us by bringing in um, supplies. Okay, mainly food. Well, you know why that
2: was? Because because they uh, had their own experience with Afghanistan. They knew which way the wind blows. They knew we were screwed and they wanted to encourage us to stay there and hurt us.
6: They're outdoing us with capitalism, right? And that's basically what it boils down to. But still a corporate structure and they're they're watching what we're they've been watching what we're doing, what we're doing, right? Well, we went after Bonyad. So a is like an Iranian when George Bush was was king of America. We went after bonyads Bonyads are a, a charity that, that Shia Muslims primarily out of Iran use. We even went so far as to really um, it's it's amazing that that uh, the um, the wire transfer company Company is still in business the western union it's amazing because those george bush maniacs targeted them as a possible Banyad cover right
2: No, i get All it right. so what's the so point russia, you're trying to make here dave
6: yeah 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 the point i'm trying to make is i um, uh, russia has just with their settlements depository they have just defaulted on their loans right. they've just Hundred million dollars. Right? Yeah. What they're seeing is what they're, and then, then Vladimir Putin is going to Tajikistan and Turkmenistan. What uh, this this guy said to Gordon Brown, he said eighty percent of the world is lives in what you call the so called Eastern world. They are taking a wait and see approach. All right, Russia knows they are not going to be condemned as Muslims. All right, what's going to happen is they are going to take up the mantle of christ so to speak
2: russia Oh, they've already uh, done that but the wait and see you know has to do with who's going to help us i i don't know if you caught it but over the weekend uh, and biden gave a pretty good speech about this the uh, g7 has uh, assembled uh, just a little less than billion fund, a billion dollar fund an 800 some odd million dollar fund to go into third world countries and say instead of taking money from china for their belt and road program mm-hmm. we will help you build infrastructure if you'll just hang out with us
6: Okay, Tom. I can just I can make it quick. Look, what are we getting wrong? What, what is Tom Hartman maybe getting wrong? Uh, this this idea that uh, two countries with a McDonald's don't go to war. There, there's
2: another. That was Thomas Friedman's idea. idea, not mine.
6: Okay, but there's another. I'm sorry. There's another parallel idea that two Christian states don't do war. Yeah. Muslims are. Tell the that captains. to Northern.
2: Tell that to Northern Ireland.
6: Yes, and Nazi Germany, as much as we don't want to admit it, was a very standard, predominantly Catholic, very standard Christian country. Right. We have this fantasy that they were not; they were deviant Christians, deviant, deviant, deviant. The vast majority of them were very standard Christians. Tom.
2: Yeah, no, no I were. get it. I get Sorry. it. I get it. Dave, thanks a lot for the call. Reichsbishop Müller was the official head of the church in Germany. Uh, I think that was in, like, 1936 or thereabouts. It was about halfway through Hitler's reign when he basically said, okay, we now have one official religion. Here's the guy. Susan in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Susan, what's on your mind today?
1: There was a man that called in on Friday and said that Trump is still in power. And I he through the Supreme Court, the coincidence is the timing of these supreme court rulings was when the news started getting really bad for trump and it seemed like that happened during his administration too every time the news got a little heavy for him he'd pull up some kind of distraction and it seems to be happening again now but the other thing i wanted to point out that um i'm not sure if i'm right on this but i think it's a little this weird coincidences on uh it seems in the obama administration wasn't it the taliban that was recruiting on youtube they should take these videos down it just doesn't seem right
2: yeah yeah i, I i'm with you and then you've got eric greitens you know the the republican running for for uh, the governor of what missouri i believe it is and uh, you know running an ad where he he's got a a shotgun and he's saying let's go rhino hunting and then they kick in the door of a house and a bunch of guys you know dressed like uh, militia you know wannabes uh, you know, are, are searching the House, looking for a Republican in name only. I mean, I, I think that is an, an open invitation to, to terrorism. Stochastic terrorism, arguably, but terrorism, nonetheless. I'm with you, Susan. Thank you very much. Charles in Miami. Hey, Charles, what's on your mind today?
9: Oh, well, I'm a little mad at you, Tom.
2: You are? Okay, what are you mad at me about?
9: We were discussing, first of all, Trump's pressure on the DOJ. And then the next big bombshell was um, the, the Republicans' representatives that was begging for a pardon. Right. And this court is so political. This court is such a body of a political body of the Republican Party that on both days they came out with either the guns and the, to distract us, and also they came out the next day with the abortion ruling to distract us. Right. You know, and I'm just like I'm like. First of all, what do we do to Trump about those about those same guys, those same troops? Use Nothing. the law against them. What I'm trying to say is right now, wait, no, no, wait, wait, just hear my argument out. Right now, we're not doing anything that radical. But what he would be doing is supporting the majority of Americans that do want our rights not to be taken away. First time, you know, that I think they said that the rights was taken away like that. And, you know. We had more it's of It's not price. the
2: first time. Uh, the, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. You know, you had you had uh, black people given rights, uh, arguably under the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendment, and then in eighteen ninety six, Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, largely reversed that or reversed uh, a good chunk of that. Um, well, I can't well, think I, of another I think, time. I, I, well, it's the only one I can think of.
9: But but my my other thing I wanted to tell you was this. Yeah, the Republicans, these conservatives, have um, deified this president, this, you know, this the office of the president. And basically, they had Trump walking around here like either a god or a king. He's not to be questioned. He was, he was able to to break all type of laws or norms. And they turned their, they turned their heads. And we gotta play, and, 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 and some archaic rule that you know, well, it'll, it'll happen to us because I mean, whatever we do, they'll do it to us. No, no, we're suffering right now and, and we don't even we don't even know what the Mueller report looks like. So we don't even know what type of crap um Trump did to be elected illegally. Yeah, I'm I'm with you Charles. I just right I just so don't I don't I don't this understand. Go this ahead. is not normal time. This is not normal time, so we shouldn't be approaching any of this as as if it is.
2: I I I understand, but when you start breaking the law, you have lost everything.
9: I I, I respectfully disagree in this point because, like I said, the majority of Americans want Roe, and um, I'm tired of hearing about states' rights. I'm 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 tired of hearing about states' rights because what about the people's rights? It's supposed to be our government. Okay,
2: we have we have you know. In five five months, Charles, we have a chance to fix this. And if Americans don't turn out in massive numbers, and by the way, I am hearing from Republicans that they are scared to death by this decision. They are really worried about this decision. And they're all putting on a nice face. You know, Christy Nome going on TV this weekend, going, oh no, we're going to support women. Well, you know, you want to sort women in jail. Oh no, we'd never do that. But, you know, but oh no. We know what's going on, and and not just that. I mean, you know, prayer now. It's, it's, now you're going to see prayer in schools and things. Um, I mean, it, it, the, your your point about guns in New York City, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I, what I don't get, Charles, is why you said you're pissed off at me. What did I? What did I miss here?
9: Because I feel like you um, started this show again about abortion, and right now, to be honest with you, I need to hear about January 6th. We need to put the focus back uh. on this. On their end, their wrongdoing. Okay, it so, like,
2: so you're, Lord, you're know, disagreeing Lord. with my prioritizations. I get it. You know, we can. You know, reasonable people can have disagreements. Charles, I got to move along, but thank you for the call. Uh, is Scott in uh, Seattle? Hey, Scott, what's up?
5: Matthew six five through eight. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the street corners just be seen by men. But when you pray, go. In your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Amen.
2: And he will reward you in secret. Yeah. It's one of my favorite verses, Scott. And, and back in the day uh, in, when, when I was helping run a church in Detroit, I was very, very reluctant and uh, on most occasions did not do it to lead public prayer because I think it's a, it's a violation of one of Jesus' suggestions that you know, or commands, as it were. That you know, public prayer is only done for the purposes of the public. It's not done for any spiritual reason. And I I think these people are all hypocrites. Go ahead, Scott.
5: Um, Well, considering all the the, uh, lawmaking by the Supreme Court these days, um, are you concerned that now Trump has a better chance of getting power and being president again?
2: No, Trump is toast. Trump is toast. The question is,
5: I mean, can't, can't they rule over all of the judgment we're trying to make over them right
2: now? They're the Supreme Court. Uh, but, but arguably, but, uh, you know, they have to have some sort of rationalization. Sheila in.
0: I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear. So I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
2: In Winchester, Virginia, watching us on Free Speech TV. Hey, Sheila, what's on your mind today?
0: Tom, I need
8: need some sanity. Okay, (laughs) I'll try to provide it. Well, let's see. We got prayers coming back to school, which is fine. Go ahead. It doesn't affect me. But I feel like I'm in 1952 with the abortion ban. Yeah. Now they want to, there's possibility of banning birth control and condoms. Yeah. We're, we're banning books. We're going to ban marriage between two people that love each other with the LGBT community. Yep. Yeah. My big question How do I, as a proud American, celebrate the Fourth of July this year? And with that, you are such a tolerant man. I'm going to take my answer offline and let you talk to us because we need help.
2: Yeah. Sheila, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. The way I'm going to celebrate the Fourth of July is by doing everything I can, uh, publishing or without what little money I have um to support democratic candidates coming up this November. I, you know and 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 in particular progressive democratic candidates, but right now we need absolute democratic supermajorities to 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 roll this stuff back, to get some control over the Supreme Court. Um, you know, there's there is so much we can do. It's what I laid out in my op-ed this morning at harbinreport.com. Um, and uh, you know, we need to we need to codify rights that the Supreme Court has given us in the past like the right to gay marriage or, uh, you know, the, the right to interracial marriage. You know, we need to codify these rights into law because we've, we because the Supreme Court gave them, the Supreme Court can take them away. So we need to put them into law so the Supreme Court can't do that. And that's going to take a substantial Democratic majority. And that's that's what we've got to do. That's that's where we need to go with all this. Um, thank you. Thank you, Sheila, for the call. Uh, John in Seattle. Hey, John, what's on your mind today?
5: Yeah, um, thank you, Tom. Uh, you have a great show. Thank you. Um, I was listening uh, over the weekend to a lady. I, I caught her you know, pretty quick. It was Brenda Fagan, F-E-I-G-E-N. And uh, she was so fascinating on the fact that she worked with Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. on uh, equal rights for women. Mm-hmm. And so she was a director for the ACLU Women's Rights Project. And what she was saying is that it doesn't work for going to the Supreme Court anymore and that the best way a woman can deal with uh, her, her body and her situation is to uh, go uh, to sue under equal rights amendment and go through the ACLU. And so if anyone is listening uh she, so she, could, so
2: is the argument John that because men have access to uh reproductive uh, surgery, uh, you know, uh that would be uh, vasectomies that women should have rights to uh, access to an abortion uh, is it a, an equal protection yes, argument?
5: Yes, yes.
2: That's interesting. Yes, and
5: and and she was really good about it. Um I just highly recommend her women to look her up because she's an attorney as well. Right. So um, she's just fascinating, and what she had to say was just so well well said. Huh. Um, it,
2: That's an argument I've not heard. You know, I mean, I can oh, I, yeah, I, I can yeah. construct it in my mind, but I I've. Yeah. Made- that's fascinating. You can fight the cases
5: under the Equal Rights Amendment, and she said that's about the best way to go.
2: Interesting. Interesting. John, if you can so find you can a maybe clip even or a even link or like that, if you could forward it sure. to me. If I'd anyone could it. get a hold of her, that would be great. We'll try. Thanks, John. Josh in Billings, Montana. Hey, Josh, what's up? Whenever we talk about the Supreme Court here, we need to be calling it the radical right, right-wing religious Supreme Court.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, because they are completely out of step with the majority of America. You know, there's an opportunity here to bring libertarians back into the fold of the Democratic Party. Uh, You know, I lived in Colorado when we had Senator uh, Mark Udall there, and uh, he was great about standing up against, with Rand Paul, against the Patriot Act and those sort of things. And we need to really focus on that, on, you know, the libertarian aspect of things. This abortion thing needs to be talked about. And the idea that Republicans have decided that a woman needs to get approval from politicians to deal with the consequences of a rape. And it's not government's place to be in that situation at all, let alone the birth control debate or anything else. And we need to, you know, get this back under control.
2: Yeah. And it's not just rape. And I and I think that we might tread dangerous territory if we try to make this all about rape and incest and things like that, because, you know, there are a whole bunch of reasons that women get abortions and they need to be respected, period. Um, But but, Josh, I get I absolutely get what you're saying. And you said it very well. Thank you very much for the call. Jill in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, Jill, what's on your mind?
1: Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. I've been loving you and listening to you um, ever since you've been in serious XM. So thank, well, thank you, you for everything you do. And thank you for bringing to the attention the um, Republican Governors Association. Um, I don't think a lot of people know who is actually behind um, the Dodd lawsuit. And, um, oh, they also, also pushed the weekend. January
2: 6th riots, the Republican oh, Governors okay. Association. They were huge in that.
1: They're, and very well funded mm-hmm. um and yeah i had quite a weekend um i just want to encourage people like you the woman that called in a little while ago and, and all the people out there who are you know despairing to you know get out there and support the people out there that are protesting and, and showing um their disagreement of, of this ruling um i did on sunday um we took it to the streets and our leader got arrested but um we're working to get him out and um but just keep on trying and another thing they can help is the latest uh Michael Moore podcast rumble, he his executive producer, a woman, went into a, a protest, you know, with a microphone and kinda, you know, really quick interviews with all the people and the women out there in Traverse City, Michigan. And um it's very hopeful and inspiring to hear um these people all across the spectrum of all ages of why they're out there and how they feel and um it's very encouraging even just to listen to that. Um but and also the reason I was calling in the first place is um when you were talking about the Republican Governor Association, ours in Wisconsin, he's awesome, Josh call He is actually a Democrat and you said he was Republican, but I'm sure you just um saw it somewhere and it was misreported or whatever. But he's Democrat and always has been. I, oh, actually, worked for the oh, yeah, I actually worked for the Democrats in the document Democrat I had. Yeah, no no. You look at I, I actually worked for the Democratic Party here in Wisconsin um for thirty years and he's always been he's Democrat, always has been. And um also our really quiet, quietly brilliant governor Tony Evers here um is going to when they do enact the zombie law going back to eighteen forty nine for abortion services or anything related to it, healthcare workers women Anyone affected by it that gets prosecuted, he is or issuing a blanket uh, pardon or um, it's called something else in Wisconsin, I, I think, uh, some, something else. But he's issuing a blanket pardon, you know, until something else can codify and be done um, mm-hmm. to make it so he, he will step in and anyone that, you know, is attempted to be prosecuted, he will immediately pardon um, and he's, already, he's on top of that wow. already. Wow. So he's That's... brilliant and, and I encourage people to take a look at that and, and encourage their lawmakers and governors of their states that, um, you know, to, to do that also. They can do that.
2: Great, great. Jill, thank you. Excellent points needed to be said. Chris in Watertown, Wisconsin. Hey, Chris, what's up? If the immigrants
5: were to say they had conceived children in America that the re- Republican who says once you're conceived you're born, wouldn't they
2: become U.S. citizens automatically? At conception? <laughs> well, that's there's no what there's the no legal structure for saying, that, right? Yeah, there's no legal structure for that because but. it really says it's if you're born. Let's say a refugee comes to the southern border, comes across the border. They say, okay, you've got you know 30 days till your hearing, and then we'll decide whether you can stay here or not. During that time, she gets pregnant and then they say, no, you've got to leave the country, and they kick her out, and they send her back to Guatemala. When that baby is born, she should be able to claim that that baby is an American because he was conceived in America? Is that, is that the point that you're making? That and other ways. Even other ones who are already born say, hey, I was conceived there." They could even come across and say that. Right. Well, that's, that's the example I'm giving you. That's, that's sure. interesting. I mean, these, these personhood bills, um, this, is, this is the Republicans have been pushing this stuff for a long, long time. And Cory Gardner, who, who was the, uh, for a while the Republican senator from Colorado, I remember when um, uh, it made me so angry that NPR, uh, Mara Liason, was, went on and said, Oh, Cory Gardner doesn't support personhood bills. At the same time that I was on the air quoting him supporting personhood bills, and I think she helped him get elected, frankly. Um, but, uh, th- I mean, that was like a decade ago. That was a long time ago. But these personhood bills that identify a, a zygote as a person with, with full constitutional rights are extraordinarily powerful and extraordinarily dangerous. And and the weird side effects, I, 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 Chris, I think you're just scratching the surface. Uh, fascinating. Thanks, thanks a lot for the call, Chris. Good to hear from you. Marie in Hemlock, Michigan. Marie, I only have 30 seconds till the end of the I, show. You got a quick one? Okay. Well, I just wanted to point out in the Bible, I've actually read the Bible, the King
5: James Version, um, the book of Numbers, chapter 5. It says, and it's giving advice to what a man should do if he suspects his wife has had an affair. Mm -hmm. And it says, and he shall cause the woman to drink the bitter water that causeth the curse. And they have instructions for an abortion. It's an instructions for an abortion and Simon from Cyrene Cyrene in Libya was where they had they had the Syphium which was an abortion
2: drink. Wow. abortions in number chapter five you said chapter 5 verse 24 thank In the you. King James they've changed it to a verse and
5: later versions by most by the most yeah, recent Christians. I get, it.
2: I get it Marie thank you that's fascinating I you know and I've read it I've read the Bible four times cover to cover it. I, d- I used to do it to help me get to sleep at night. <laughs> you can get these through the Bible and the yearbooks, you know, and it always put me to sleep. Anyhow, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. In the meantime, get out there, get active, tag your in. A lot going on here. We need to be on top of it. Have a great afternoon. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.